Good morning, this is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977, or visit us on the web at kenmoreteam.com. Once again, I I always like to thank John McKay for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. McKay, how you doing over there? Glad for air conditioning this week. Well, yeah, I mean... I mean, when you start seeing it uh, above 110, um, <laughs> yeah, we had a problem at the office on Monday, and I had seen that uh, forecast up there. Trust me, I was all over the AC guys getting that thing fixed, and I'm glad I did. So, yeah, we're having another one of those crazy um, Tri-City heat waves, McKay. Mm-hmm. But you listened to the show. You did your maintenance. You kept the AC going. It feels pretty good in the studio. Oh, yeah. Of course. It does make it, <laughs> and I do remind people um, with vacant homes this time of year, a uh, lot of times people will move away or they'll move out and they will think to save some money, There, even though their house is on the market, they'll set the AC at like 90 degrees or, or something semi-ridiculous. And I got to tell you, when it's 110 out... Um, and you're out showing houses, or worse, they had turned the AC off. When a client goes into a house that is a sauna and it's 110 degrees, they don't stay in there very long. Um, in fact, they usually stay in there about you know 30 seconds, and that's how they remember that house. So mm-hmm. it's tempting to do that, but if you're actually trying to get that thing sold during this time of year, you want to at least have that at 80 or below, preferably 70. 75. That way someone walks into a house, they feel relaxed, they feel refreshed, they stay in the house longer, they look around. So just one of those tips that we remember this time of year when things get a little bit crazy. Before we delve into today's topic, we always like to start with our crazy national celebrity house story. Mm-hmm. And um, this week, McKay, do you want to tell me who Jackie Gleason is or am I stretching? you too much, McKay. Oh, I know. Famous comedian. Yes, absolutely. So it was really interesting. Norton. Yes. <laughs> you have got it for sure. He was really arguably on at the same time of I Love Lucy back in the day. One of the true, basically I would say kind of like before like a Saturday Night Live, one of mm-hmm. the true fixtures in TV. Well, I tell you what, he also liked to spend that money and his uh, he had built in Westshire County up in New York, he had built and is now for sale a spaceship like round house that was all custom made by wood and most of it shipped over from a Norwegian shipbuilder built the house. And so he would have parties out there. This was a house where Monroe was at, Frank Sinatra, DiMaggio. The, the ha- house actually had, get this, McKay, two bedrooms. But 14 different bars on it, rounded bars. Wow. So, you know, if you've got an extra 12 million lying around, um, sure. it looks like uh, that that house could be yours. The project originally cost 
650,000 built in the mid 1950s, which today's dollars would be 5.6 million. So hmm. I'll let you figure out where the other $6 million comes from, McKay, in that in that equation. But Jackie that, Gleason. Ja- Jackie Gleason is the extra $6 million. Well, folks, one of the things we like to do is we always like to take a topic, um, what's going on in the real estate industry, what are we seeing out there in the industry, and then we bring that to the show. And occasionally, we're lucky enough to have a guest expert to talk about those things, and this week is no different. I would like to introduce, we have joining us, John Cox from Royal Holland. John, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you, Lance. So, John and I, John, we've met years ago through remodeling, I think it was, and I always really liked what the work you had done and for the guests that for the listeners that don't know you and your company um i think one of the things i was always drawn to with john that you know there's a lot of people out there that remodel or you see the trucks around especially in today's day and age and market there's a truck and trailer and it's abc remodeling or xyz remodeling but when i looked at john's work the difference that i saw when i first met him and uh, you can talk. I'll let you talk a little bit about this, but you're an artist. You're 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 not the typical just builder. And we got the job done. And here's you know here's some laminate flooring. I I think the difference is, and I knew you know within a couple minutes of meeting you is the way you approach things. And I'll let you talk a little bit about Royal Holland, but I think you approach it like an artist. So tell me about Royal Holland. Who yeah. who is Royal Holland? Give us a little background. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I uh, you know I really kind of got my start in building uh, way back in high school. I went to Pasco High School, and I spent a lot of time in the wood shop. A lot of time <laughs> in the wood shop. <laughs> as many hours as I possibly could in the sometimes three four hours a day. And uh, I would start to I. I even at 17, I had people coming to me, commissioning me to make them custom pieces of furniture to put into their house. And that led into doing big uh, built-in installations in people's houses. And then I started getting questions about remodeling even and design. Um, at that at that point, I was uh, I I noticed that it was an outlet that I could use my hands uh, to build something, and uh, that hands-on approach and artistic outlet was always really uh, really uh, beneficial for uh, for me personally. And I, you know, I was able to make money doing it. And so it was like after high school, it just, it made perfect sense. I did go to design school uh, to be a graphic designer. I have a, uh, I have a degree in graphic design. That's another, you know, form of, of, of artistic outlet, but uh, always just came back to, to building, to actually building things, designing and, and, and making um, furniture or, or houses. And um, it was just a natural fit for me. That's awesome. So how long have you been in the business then? A lot of times people will say, geez, this guy just, you know, hooked onto his trailer and showed up from Seattle last <laughs> right. last week. But how long right. have you been in business here in Tri-Cities? Well, in all reality, you know, if we go back to when I was in high school and I was doing and I was doing that work, that was that was back in the late uh, 1990s. And then, uh, you know, just kind of rolled it in from there. I, pro- I got my first business license and actually started doing 
business professionally as a remodeler, uh, I would say back in uh, 03, 04, so 14, 15 years ago. And then we incorporated, uh, Royal Holland incorporated uh, as, as, as um, a Washington State Corporation back in 08. So that was 10 years ago. Awesome. Okay. So a big, you know, track record here. And I've seen a lot of your projects and what you've done. And it's gorgeous work and that's what the thing and that's why i said i i always feel like when i see your work that it's like an artist and we we had an opportunity um you and i worked together a couple months ago on on a project that you brought to the market and where you had done a you had done a spec home and you'd brought a unique style to it and and once again that was just kind of the artistic presence to that and you had built a house up in summit view in kennewick that you called the California bungalow. Right. And, and what I loved about that and what was done there is when you walked through that home, uh, it wasn't like the other 15 that we had seen in Tri-Cities. And it just had a a really unique style to it that went back to, you know, in fact, why we were working together, uh, I'll remember, um, we had just put the house on the market my daughter had a hockey tournament down in Anaheim and why she was warming up for an hour and a half and Karen and I had nothing to do. We started walking around those streets yeah. um, in Anaheim down there in those older streets and it was just like what you had envisioned and brought that back. Yeah. And so uh, I was always, I remember just being very impressed by that. Your front porch looked like those porches there. So um, it seems like that once you said another creative outlet, that was a very unique unique home that was you know i call it like new old stock you know it's brand new construction (laughs) but you got that feeling for it and um that had to be a fun project for you to do yeah absolutely that was always for years now that's been a dream of mine to design a a a house that was uh founded that that was founded on the principles and the design style of a house that's a hundred years old or, or or a little bit older even and uh yeah it took some years to get that house designed and to really pull it off but i was really happy with the outcome in that house and uh the look of it the the layout of it is just i it was it was a lot of it was a lot of fun but it was extremely rewarding for me as well yeah absolutely well congratulations on that project and selling that home to yeah, thank you um you know an owner that's going to enjoy that thing for for years to come another thing that you and i talked about and one of the reasons for coming to the show today is that in a market that has rapidly appreciated in value mm-hmm. um, and where people are looking at you know now arguably starter homes that are at you know have escalated 12 percent three years in a row and now all of a sudden you're looking at starter homes at 225 and 260 and 275 and sometimes that'll price a certain segment out of the market yes. so we start to look at where can we find some value and two a lot of times people have lived in a house that they they like actually i would say they love but maybe they've ran out of room or functionally they want to change a few items the problem is if they sold that house awesome but now they're looking at to get what i want to get man they would have to spend another hundred and thirty thousand dollars and that's where Royal Holland, I think, comes into play, because in a market that's done that, the other option is remodeling. 
and I and I know you do a lot of that remodel work and I mean, what's the number one value add that you see people come to you with needing? Well, I think that uh, value adds are always going to be in a section of the house that's used the most, um, aside from where you're sleeping, I would say. So uh, things like bathrooms or things like kitchens, I personally love kitchens. I think that that's the best place that you can spend your money. And typically, I think that if you see an outdated portion of a house, no matter what age the house is, the most outdated portion of that house is typically the kitchen. Absolutely. And I always tell people, it's funny, we always talk about staging and um, curb appeal Mm -hmm. of a house. And what happens a lot of times, and and when I'm wor- walking through with clients, and they're like, "Well, should I do this in the garage, or should I do this on on you know in the backyard?" And I always say, you know, I always take like seven steps in front, you know, into the house. They've looked at the curb appeal, they walk in the house, they take seven or eight steps, they get a feel for the layout, they can kind, they can see the kitchen. And they'll usually decide in that first six or seven steps if they're going to buy that no, house that's or absolutely not. Right. You're absolutely right. And so right. I totally agree with that. Now, when we come back, we're coming up on our first hard break. But when we come back, we're going to talk to John and Royal Holland here about looking at historic remodeling and another value add proposition where you can look at some older homes. Now, I know you're asking yourself, what the heck are you talking about? Stay tuned after the break. We're going to talk about some historic remodeling right here on News Talk 870. Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. We've been talking with John Cox from Royal Holland about home building and home renovations. Uh, Before the break, we kind of talked about some value add. In this market, a lot of people choose not to move up because they've got a lot of equity in their current home. They look at maybe doing a renovation loan, doing some updates and staying where they're at. And so kitchen, bathroom, Bathrooms, some of those big, bigger ticket items, um, John and his crew are really good at. But we alluded to before the break, um, talking about an artistic area. And John, you've got some experience and a real passion for historic homes. And, yeah. and I know I know you've done a couple of those yourself. And it's just when you go into, say, a pre-1960s house, and you start to look at what are some of those things you're considering when someone's looking at a project like that? Yeah, I, uh, uh, you know, you can go into a historic home, an old historic home, and you can find things in those homes that are just equity just waiting to happen, just, just, just below the surface. Uh, you can go into a lot of these homes and you can find um, antique hardwood floors under there, fir or oak hardwood floors that are typically covered with paint or under layers of carpet or whatever, mm. but it's throughout the entire house. Um, you've got things like plaster walls, which you just don't see in houses anymore, not even high-end homes. Uh, plaster is like almost concrete on the walls. It's right. rock hard, and it, it lasts forever, and it looks great. Um, you've got a lot of times you've got cedar siding that you've got that you on the outside of the house, the kind of stuff that you just prime it and paint it again, but it lasts forever. Um, wood windows, uh, you know, large, uh, large mature trees and, and a mature landscape. It's all these kinds of things that you can get 
in a historic home that you can't even find in a new, even high-end home. A lot of those things, like, for instance, mature trees, you can't even purchase those. No amount of money could get you a nice, mature tree. Absolutely. And so you look at areas like that that are typically different than what you see in some of the, we'll just call it cookie cutter neighborhoods in Tri-Cities. You go down to some of the older areas of Pasco. You go down to some of the um, downtown Kennewick, the surrounding streets there. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the original stuff in North Richland. Mm -hmm. And you can just find some very, very cool historic homes that you can remodel. You absolutely can. You can find houses there that obviously need some TLC. They've been lived in, um, but it with with the right owner and with the right vision, those houses can return a, a very good value for what you've put into them. Very good. Uh, that's awesome, John. I couldn't agree more. One of the things we always like to talk to our guests about that we think give people a little insight in their business and their personality is I always like to ask them, what is the favorite project you've ever worked on? <laughs> well, we already talked about that California bungalow. You know, it was a dream of mine. Uh, old historic homes are a passion of mine. I live in an old historic home. Uh, it's over, it's 110 years old. Uh, and it's just, the, it's the kind of thing that I just cannot be more excited about. And being able to build a house, design a house and build a house from the ground up that was uh, a bungalow style home was just absolutely the best project I've ever worked on. John, that's awesome. And I I mean, it's a big reason why I like um, selling your stuff. And that's just not the type of passion we normally see from, you know, builders that are building, you know, a more commercial product. And there's business and there's also passion. And um, you've been able to mix those two together really well. Um, What other services at Royal Holland do we need to know about? What what, what's a good call from you for some from some of our listeners out there? Well, to be completely honest, we do a lot of remodeling, and uh, the older the home, the better for me. But we will do a remodel in in any home, and we've done any age of home, and we've done remodels in in all ages of home, all types of homes in Tri Cities. Uh, So we get a lot of that call. We also are the Eastern Washington exclusive dealer for Founders Choice Cabinets. So we do a lot of uh, cabinet sales. They have a shaker-style cabinet that's very uh, reasonably priced and just a great quality cabinet. Uh, so we do a lot of that, as well as millwork and and finished carpentry work, uh, and that's that's what we that's what we spend our time doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know that um, last sale we had is a good example of that, where you would you would build some pretty incredible um, details. Just for instance, out on the front porch, you know, just um, taking you know you can have your cookie cutter deck. But maybe you do spend a lot of time out there. I know a lot of people that, you know, from on these tri-city nights, as you want to call them, where they spend a lot of time out on that porch. And I, I tell you what, you can make some small changes to a porch 
that makes it so dramatic, especially if you sit out there every night for 45 minutes for four months. You, you know, you that's something you could easily upgrade um, with some of those touches that I think would make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Before we wrap up, I always like to get some property out there. We've talked the last couple of weeks about inventory increasing a little bit. Um, not enough to be concerned about and also not enough to make Lance happy. Um, 700 homes on the market. I want over 1,000. Uh, McKay, you know this, so that we have the right number of choices. But more inventory is coming on. 652 Sherwood Street in Richland. This is a five-bedroom, four-bath um, home. South Richland location, 3,000 square feet. Gorgeous gourmet kitchen, granite counters, totally decked out. Um, the cool part about this home, you've got an opportunity here for, say, um, an in-law suite or maybe a teenager or maybe multi-generational living. It's got a second master suite with its own main floor bonus room and attached full bathroom. So it's almost like you have a second living area residence within that house. RV parking, all wired up with everything you need, and that's coming in at 455. Pick number two, 4757 Callitz Boulevard. This is out in the White Bluffs neighborhood, which is right off of Dallas Road out there. Another 3,000 square foot newer house. I mean, basically like new home. Great room layout for entertaining, built-in entertainment wall, uh, raised ceilings, really, really well done home. Totally decked out um, in the kitchen, stainless steel appliances, you know, professional five foot freezer fridge combo. I mean, this thing's huge. And, you know, McKay, if you want to go for that hike or walk, you've got access off of Dallas there to the Candy Mountain Trail and the Mm. backside of Badger. And McKay, I'm going to sell that to you for 400,000. So we'll just write that up at the end of the radio show. There you go. And then the last one, pick number three, 1631 Butternut Avenue. This is out in North Richland um, and you've got four bedroom three bath Rambler with a basement 2844 square feet and like we talked about earlier in the show this has those original hardwood floors on the main level and you just don't get hardwood floors like that anymore main level master full basement with family room and that is coming in at 269.9 so that's that price point that we just don't see a lot of that's hard to find great great opportunity to be in richland there we've been talking on the show with john cox at royal holland we've been talking about home building we've been talking about remodeling historic homes and ways for people to add value in their existing homes and also a different slant on maybe they're looking for a resale home with a little more of that historic feel Hmm. now As you know, when you listen to the show, we're not going to let him out of here until we hear about the craziest unexpected thing that's happened in the course of your business. We don't name names. We don't embarrass people. But I was showing a house once. You know, everybody on the show knows I was showing a house once and opened a bathroom and there was a cheetah in there. Um, and I thought I was going to die. Okay. And so I don't think these people were supposed to have it. Uh, but so you're in construction. Things happen. Like, what's your crazy story? 
Oh boy, I don't know. I I haven't seen a whole lot of crazy things, but sometimes we'll get in on a remodel and we will see work that's been done. I don't know, maybe by a homeowner, maybe by a contractor, I don't know, but plumbing that's just not right, electrical that's just not right. I mean, we've just seen we've just seen some things that they may be crazy, but a lot of times they're just gross. <laughs> it's just, I I I like that. I think we can let him get get away get away with that. Well, I will tell you, I saw in Richland, I saw a um, picture on Facebook from one of my Facebook friends um, last week, where a it looked like from the picture a three foot section of their sewer pipe never got connected so it left the house it went like it went like seven or eight feet out from the house Mm -hmm. and then it had come from the street to the lot but there was like a three or five foot section that never got connected (laughs) they had been there 11 years i believe it without a problem they they think what had happened was that um that the erosion had naturally made like uh like a clay tunnel yeah yeah so they think it kind of naturally had done that until something caused it to fail so anyway that th- there you are that's from our local facebook feed um john we we really appreciate you coming in um if people need to get hold of john or have questions go to kenmoreteam.com shoot me a message we'll get you in contact with him um john is there a royal holland website you want to yes. direct people to yes. also sure there is yeah all uh, a portfolio of a lot of the work that we've done over the years RoyalHollandInc.com. Awesome, folks. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we will be right back here next week. Right here on News Talk 870.